everyone, and welcome to Nashville TN. I am the Tennessee half of the show, Sean, and with me, as always, is my Nashville co-host, Josh. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you doing today? And we're going to high five right now. Oh. Woo! We're in person. <laughs> Josh, who do we have with us today? Today, we have a very special, uh, we've got a whole lot of Nashville. Like, we had two Californians last time, and this time it's, it's Nashville heavy. We have Russell, who's been a previous guest. Hi, everybody. I'm not technically from Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. We have Eli, who is yet to be a guest until now, I guess. I live in Madison, not in Nashville. Stop it. Stop it, all of you. Egg all over your face. Oh, no. It's in my beard. And we have good friend Ed. Uh, I do live in Nashville. I will not refute the claim. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for playing along with me. So we just saw Nope. And man, I I have thoughts. I don't know what other people think, but uh, it was fun. I'm going to the Belcourt for the first time. Um, Seeing history in the making. The Grand Ole Opry was there. I don't know what the Grand Ole Opry you don't know? It, a show of bad music? We know what an opera is, right? The grand old. It's I, the I, grandest I, and oldest. Is that how y'all say opera? It, it wasn't like the priest. Yeah. Mm. We're going to have a distant relative to uh, someone of the grand opera. Who's? Cowboy Copus. That's not a real person. That's a yeah, he character. died in that plane crash with uh, Patsy Klein, I do believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Patsy Klein's dead? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, rip. It was Tammy right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I get past the client and Tammy White Ed confused. That's fair. That's why. <laughs> the Opry actually rules. One of the few places in Nashville that actually does hold up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the Opry's look like the downtown. I get the Opry and the Ryman mixed up. Ryman's right. also pretty good. Yeah. But the Opry is better. I saw the Decemberists there like a few years ago. Like mm-hmm. Wu-Tang is performed mm-hmm. there. Like, they, like uh, oh, I saw Carly Rae Jepsen there. Ooh. Absolutely, nice. It's a great venue. So the tickets right? in there are so good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are not usually crazy. Surprisingly, you've shown me photos from there, right? Yeah. Some concert you went to? Yeah. Every time I go there, I I send photos to people because it's his historical. And they have a hot dog cart out there uh, on a lot of nights called Daddy's Dogs. Oh. Nothing better than, like, emerging from seeing some good music and be like, yeah, I'm going to horse down, like, a foot-long hot dog. Speaking uh, of horses. Whoa. Opry Land is different. It is, yes. It is, uh, like, yeah. this resort area. They have a river made of water from other rivers. How the fuck do you prove that? <laughs> Excuse me, that is not Opry Land. Opry Land is a bygone thing. Rip. Yes. That is a mall. It's Opry, Mills. Opry Mills is the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Opryland, the, the hotel. Oh, yeah. yes. The yes. Hotel. Like the Gaylord Hotel. Mm-hmm. What did you say? It's made of other rivers? Y- yes. It's a, it's a river with water from other rivers. Isn't that every river? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Also, every river is convic- it was water from somewhere else that flows yeah. into it. Uh-huh. Just like every ocean is just made up of rivers. That. They distinguish themselves this way? Apparently they have plaques that say where we each the water's from. <laughs> yeah. Take a taste of it. You'll see. <laughs> so, um, start with Jordan Peele movies, I guess, if you want to get into this thing. What's your experience? What's your history with them? I've seen Get Out Us once. I really should rewatch Get Out again. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
us was underwhelming for me. And I feel like I don't feel like I don't get something about this guy that other people are seeing. Because especially after today, I don't get it. I don't really? Get it. I, Interesting. I did not like this movie today. It was eh. I'm kinda on that side of It was I was flat on it, man. I was, yeah. I was just It wasn't bad. It looked It great. wasn't bad. It, it looks, looked cool. Yeah. But nothing did it for me and nothing tied together. There yeah. was no themes or anything. There was just I I just got nothing out of it. Really? No. Mm-mm. It's probably not like the thickest of the social messages. I'm quite people love Jordan and that's, Peele. That's fine. I, I, I disagree that. on that, but uh, I, I I've seen I like I'm I've been mulling over some takes that like like I have on it and that like I've some of the discourse and I find there's I think there's a lot more meat on the bone than is immediately apparent. I'm I'm glad we're talking about it because if you're probably right, yeah, I, I'm excited to like kind of dig into it because <laughs> I usually a lot of times I think with movies my first response goes a little shallow and then it takes some time for me to unwind things and unpack things i rarely talk about movies immediately after seeing them without even having processed my thoughts so everything i'm saying right now should probably be taken with a really big grain of salt i told josh when i was in college (laughs) when i was i used to smoke cigarettes and when i'd be in class i was trying to not have cigarette cravings (laughs) so i would take big rock salt crystals out of my salt grinder and put them in a little Ziploc bag. And I'd take those into class and I would just pop little rocks of salt in my mouth. Actual grains of salt. But not grains, like pebbles of rocks. salt. That's the, that's the size of grain of salt you should have when you listen to my words today. I do remember Josh eating the beer salt. Like you, I didn't, you, you I took it around. He would have a little, he would have a little bottle of beer salt in his pocket, and just start. I never knew what beer salt was until you brought a little bottle and just would just like chug it. It had so crystals in it. Is beer salt just to knock the foam down? What is it? it no, it makes more foam. Why would you want more foam in your beer? Like it, not like a, it doesn't give it a, like another head, but it gives some nice bubbles. Once it goes a little flat, you toss some beer salt in there, and it creates some more bubbles. Yeah, it, it revives it. Yes. It's like CPR for flat beer. Yeah. I don't like it. But you had no beer with you. You're just... No, no, no. It was just about the salt, because it was lime salt. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it like tiny pop rocks that you pour in your beer? And then... No, it's salt. It's just it's salt. Is it, though? My salt has never made a liquid bubble. Have you put it in your beer? Is a snail a liquid? <laughs> that's a good. Is a snail? That's a fascinating question. That's, that's a time for another podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah, we had uh, the discussion about uh, butterflies turning into, or caterpillars turning into butterflies, and the fact that they entirely liquefy in between stages yesterday. I didn't know this. Yeah. Now I kind of want to go out and just open up a cocoon and see what comes out. Like when it's just goop. Like a Tom Hanks thinks he's going to eat a crab and cast away, and then he goes to crack the leg open and it just goop drips out. <laughs> do, do not like that. How do you feel about the tooth scene? I don't remember the tooth scene. What? With the, the, I, the, saw it. I saw it one time. The when he's, with the ice skate and he... Yeah, my horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, Castaway is good. You saw Castaway once? Once, when it first came out. You guys it, really don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, we'll get there. a lot of stuff I want to talk about is 
kind of spoilers, so I don't. Oh, that's no, that's I don't. Right. <laughs> We're gonna spoil the entire movie starting now. Okay, can I start? Space Joe or Russell. Russell? Go, Russell. Mars needs mares. <laughs> oh. N a r e s. What, like Russell? What is yeah. uh, What's your experience with the Jordan Peele movies? I've I've only seen Get Out. I haven't seen. Is it Us or us. Them? There's one us. Us and one that's Them, and I don't know which is which. Us, yeah. I've never seen. I want to. I, I liked Get Out a lot. I think it was really a lot of fun, and I like the big social message that's not hidden. I feel like there's a huge backlash about that in horror movies lately. It's like we just want it to be scary, but I'm like all horror is about well, something. That, you gotta have that. That was that whole thing in Scream Five of like, yeah. Does horror need to be elevated? I like Scream Five a lot, but uh, that whole elevated horror thing and it is kind of weird how people critique so like they love George Romero movies, but yet like critique like social social right. horror movies. It's like okay, I guess yeah. yeah that's the exact like that's what happens with every like piece of media as it ages. People forget the original. Like, all the Rage Against the Machine people who were like, oh, I can't believe this band got political. Yeah. You know, like, or Star Wars. Yeah, or Star Wars, which is about, like, the Viet Cong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Russell, did you like... Uh, you liked Get Out, though, right? I would Get Out a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, like, for me, I, I've seen Get Out, like, three times. I saw, I saw... I've seen all three of his movies in theaters. I saw it with you, didn't I? Did we? I think that. That was uh, years ago, but I think we did. Yeah, I think it came out around the time we were like going to see movies uh, together pretty regularly. Um, uh, yeah, so I saw Get Out in theaters. I saw Us in theaters. I watched Get Out at home a couple times. Um, uh, I really liked Get Out initially. I still like Get Out, um, albeit a little bit less than I think uh, hype carries it. You yeah, know? I know. It's, a, it's an amazing debut. It's like way better than uh, it seemingly has any right to be. Yeah. Um, gave us uh, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, um, who fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, but us, like I like bits of us, um, but it kind of falls flat for me. It's like what it does. Uh, us spoilers for us for a moment, yeah. but uh, they uh, they start to explain some of the stuff, and like the explanations make uh, the tether thing fall really flat for me. Um, because, like, I was afraid of mirror people, right? Like, in a mirror universe. And they're like, no, 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 it's a science experiment. Like, I was like, okay. Uh, But there's, like, so many good sequences in that movie. Uh, I really remember that I wasn't that sold on the home invasion start of that movie. Like, I wasn't feeling the tension. And I think sometimes when you have a very twisty movie, you still need to sell me on that hook at the beginning. And I don't think I was ever hooked by that movie, so then by the time all the twisty stuff came around towards the end, I didn't care as much. I didn't really have as much investment in it. Mm-hmm. The, the tether thing also, what about international travel? That's where it like falls apart for me. Because if they always, like, is there, does the system of tunnels go everywhere in the world? Or just across America, where they have their hands across? I don't even remember that. I, I remember it was an underground world, but was it a, an entire network of tunnels under the country? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. even remember that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's this movie. Us. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, like, I was like, the explanation, I, was, I really wish they would have hand waved more. Uh, yes. Because like, it's like the X Men style of explaining things where they're like, 
But like, uh, yeah, here's how it all works scientifically. You're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> uh, but instead of like, where X is just like, well, there's, yeah, there's some magic here. Yeah. Uh, Us does not really give you that. Um, but uh, one thing I will say that I've noticed that I really appreciate about Jordan Peele, Peele though, uh, throughout all of his movies, is I think he gets like all of the juice possible out of the acting performances. Mm-hmm. I think I, I love basically every performance in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think the thing I really like about this movie, like more than I like about like his other two, is like the spectacle is so good. Like the, in this one, like sound design rips, the visuals are so great. Um, I was telling Josh, it was this was the loudest I've I've heard of theater volume cranked in a long time. I, I, we don't have volume like this in California. <laughs> I t- I was worried about hearing damage. Like I, I saw Top Gun Maverick. And it was not this loud. Suspiria there was amazing. Like that was the that was the best sound experience I had at at the Bell Court was Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they released that new 4K cut, and it was just so loud and the colors. I never realized their sound is great. Yeah, I just saw a Lost Highway and uh, Inland Empire there, and obviously it's Lynch, so ninety percent of the stuff going on is the sound that's mm-hmm. just creepy, and it was fantastic. Russell, what do you think about the chairs at the Bell Court? The, the seats, um, the ones in the twenty two hall or whatever it is, the old one. Always hurt my ass. Okay. Um, the ones in the 66 hall also hurt my ass, but not as much. I also always sit on the right side of that theater because it feels like when you sit on the right, you're still sort of in the middle and you never have to fight for seats over there. So Interesting. I really like yeah. yeah, it's probably my, it's my least favorite seats of any movie theater I've ever been to in my entire life. And I've been to a lot of movies. They're really theaters. hard. Really? Yeah, it's the worst movie theater seats. And they, they spent a million dollars remodeling the place. And I, and I talked to one of the workers, and I was like, do you guys get new seats? And he was like, those are the new seats. <laughs> and I died inside. Well, I mean, they, if, you were, if you went to the old Belcourt, like, this is a considerable upgrade. Yes. I mean, you actually have uh, real bathrooms that, like, the door... Like the bathrooms were like a closet, a little piss closet. <laughs> and they, they, they stank like to high heaven. Stab six really? people to get into. They had two, like, no, they had like two and a half theaters or some shit. Uh, and they were like, two of them were huge. And then the half one was like, like also a closet that was hidden away. Um, like the facilities are so much better. Oh, um, and I, I don't mind the chair. I actually am one of the people, one of the freaks who doesn't really, I don't like the reclining seats and like, like Regal and AMC yeah. stuff now. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a Belcourt member too, so like I, I'm really in the tank for them. Uh, <laughs> I'm also a member, but yeah. my so, ass still hurts. The theater I go to in Santa Rosa got the the recliners um, a few years ago, and I, I like the recliners. But what I really like is that each row has a wall, like in front and behind it. And so mm-hmm. when I sit in those seats. I cannot see anyone in front of me, and I know nobody behind me can see me either. And it really does cut down on crowd noise, and it just feels more private. I, I love it. I, if I want to watch a movie in private, I'll watch that shit at home. Going to the theater is a communal experience. I don't understand. Like, I, I know it's like a lot of people are like, I need a pristine film experience. But for me, like, I go to the theater because I want people, like, I want to hear people gasping and reacting. Uh-huh. Like, I want to see other people do, like, like feeling some kind of way about the movie because, like, that amplifies it for me. Uh, and, like, like, yeah, if I wanted to just, like, have this like lab level experience. Like, That's what I want. Yeah. I, we yeah. don't we don't know each other yet, but I'm a little bit of a maniac. Hey, I, I want that. I <laughs> want I want a clean room where everybody has to dress in complete smocks <laughs> and take whoever whatever asshole decided that 
popcorn should be the food of theaters <laughs> should be punished. I'm not going to go overboard. It's the dumbest food. Today, someone behind me. I was losing my mind in the first 15 minutes. I, just, I had two girls weird. talking behind me. And, I, yeah. But, but yeah. I enjoyed I it. I enjoyed it when they were like, oh, they were just into the movie. I do appreciate no, I, that about the Bill Court is it's a very like nice community of people who are going to like react but not react yeah, through the whole movie. I'm a that. maniac. I like to go to my weekday matinees. My best experience oh. ever was seeing Crank 2 where I was literally <laughs> the, only, the only person in the theater. I was like, Finally, I can relax and not stress out about some asshole talking. Or You're watching Crank Two, but like Crank Two is a movie. I feel like the crowd is so necessary. Oh, and I, it would have been way more fun with the crowd, but yeah, there's some movies where I just don't want to do. I saw The Lighthouse. There was four people in that theater. Two of them were old women who wouldn't stop talking, and I yelled at them after it. And I feel bad about that, but I, I yelled at these old women. Horror <laughs> <laughs> was the last movie I saw by myself, and that was that was a bl- I was still a blast. I also was, saw there it was by me and two others, and we just like I was just running around. I brought my vape pen with me. Speaking of vape, people are vaping in movies now. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either. It felt like people wearing masks in movies for some reason. Oh yeah, deeply upsetting. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, let me out of this. <laughs> so I used to smoke. Vaping is not satisfying at all. I never got like the craving of a cigarette satisfied. But it's like drinking diet coke when you just really want a coke. There's still something missing from the equation. It's all the bad chemicals. <laughs> Those are what I really want. In addition to the nicotine, uh-huh. I want all that shit inside of me. I've got some fake beer if you want it. Hell yeah. You know, when I took, when I do dry January, I do like the, like the Lagunitas IPA, uh-huh. IPNA or whatever. Yep. Those do a pretty good job of fooling my brain where I can sit at a bar, have one or two of those with my friends and still have a like, communal feel and everything else. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on the movie, on this side of the room. Yes, uh, yes. Eli. I, it's, it's Sky Jaws. The movie is Jaws. Yes, yes. It's, point, exactly. it, it's like it's point for point Jaws. The ending yes. is Jaws. Like the reason, the exactly. reason the, the whole thing with the with the balloon would work is just like, well, in Jaws they had the tanks. Yeah. So how can we do that in the sky? It has to be balloons. Like it's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely sky Jaws. It's like Jaws and signs, and there's like a little bit of Close Encounters in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get fucking loves yeah. a lot of Spielberg in yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, literally the uh, the filmmaker, I can't remember what his name is, uh, the grizzled voice guy, uh, that's just the dude from Jaws. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, but worse. Yeah. Michael, Michael Wincott. Yeah, Michael Wincott. Oh, okay, let's, Michael Wincott, Beautiful. after seeing Love him in Along Came a Spider, that Morgan Freeman movie from 20 years ago, I... I was like, that guy, I hope one day I talk like that, because that's the coolest voice I've ever heard. I haven't seen him in about a decade in anything. Last I saw him in was Alien Resurrection drinking laser whiskey. Oh, yeah. He has that cube of whiskey, and then it oh, gets a laser, cute. and it turns into liquid. Yeah. He's wearing the same costume, I think. He, he, he did. <laughs> what was with that hood he had on? Okay. He was pretentious. Can we... I don't understand what... Why he what, was there. Why... No, but I, I get it. But yeah. why at the end... Oh, we don't yeah. deserve perfection. I'm gonna... Go get swallowed by this. I, why? It was magic hour. You have to yeah. get the perfect shot. I know, but 
I saw him. Uh, he was taking pills. I think maybe that he was implying he could be dying or something. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I also think that. Um, uh, did you guys catch what the they named the thing? Like not um, uh, Jean Jacket, but like what um, uh, uh, Yun? What he named it? Yun? Yeah. What, um, what he named the thing? He named it the Viewer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's, like, extremely on the nose. And, like, everybody is not trying to destroy this thing. They're trying to capture it on camera. Uh, like, Jordan Peele talked about, like, how uh, when horrible things are happening, now people's first reaction is to, like, try and record it and stuff like that for, like, internet clout and how, how he thinks that's damaging people. Did you like the, the TMZ motorcycle rider? That felt really on the nose to me. The Daft Punk helmet? No, just like the, get my camera, get my camera, don't you want to be famous? Take photos. I'm like, okay. That was also a terrible line of, oh my god, you guys, it's TMZ. There's a little of that, like, uh, you know, cheeky, cute writing that I didn't love. Like, she left me, to be honest, the CW, man. And they never (laughs) did set up that other people will see the, the UFO at all. And then, and then that's why it's weird when they cut to like they're doing the show where they're showing it off, and it's just like, well, how do we know? We no one's mentioned it. Like, there's right. there've been other sightings around there. They, they mentioned missing people. Well, yeah, they're just talking about the people that got eaten at the Jupiter's claim. Yeah, nobody saw the alien. Yeah, yeah, they're extremely uh, far out. It was just like remarked on a lot of the time. Um, I think that the uh, the like interesting thing about the, like I think one of the interesting things to me about this movie. Um, is just like, uh, like first off, like the respect it has for uh, for people who make movies that are not like the ones that are often held up, like stunt stunt actors and like animal trainers and yeah. stuff like that, uh, which is like like really interesting, and I like that. Okay. The the idea that like um, uh, OJ and M are like the only people who are going out of their way to like keep people safe uh, instead of right. just capture. Well, them I mean, footage. that's what happened in the the. Uh, Roy Schneider and mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfus are the only ones who seem to want to stop the shark, and that's why they had that live show because they have the Fourth of July celebration in Jaws. Mm-hmm. It's Jaws. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly Jaws. Uh, <laughs> him and Schneider are both sort of equally bad at being safe too. Yeah. She has a safety meeting and then tells a long history story and doesn't give any safety information. <laughs> yeah, incredibly bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of like just ignoring stuff just because they, they, we got a job to do, we got a thing to do. Uh-huh. You have to like don't look in the eyes. You have the whole stuff with the monkey, which I love the monkey stuff. Uh, with the, with the yeah, with Gordy. Yes, I liked it, but I did not can, feel connected to it. Can at all. someone inform me of why that was in there? It was a it was an exact mirror of the uh, situation yeah. with uh, the viewer with Jean Jacket, uh, because like uh, Ju- Jupiter uh, like only survived because he was the only person like giving deference to uh, Gordy, uh, and like. He took it as like, oh, I trained him. I have this bond with him, um, and like that's what his, what his downfall was with G Jacket. But with uh, with Gordy, it was just like, is he it? He avoided making eye contact, and Gordy's just like, cool. I'm fine with this hmm. dynamic where I'm in charge. Yeah, he appeared weaker. That's what you do. Yeah, I did. The animal rights activist in me did appreciate the chimpanzee scene very much. And I wish something like that had happened on the set of Speed Racer. <laughs> Ninja, more like Nanja. I wish the chimp had killed Emil Hirsch first and then wow. had escaped. 
I don't like his face. <laughs> well, he could have taken off his face and not killed yeah, him. Yeah, it, it, it did it to that one girl. Yeah. Uh, but just, yeah, the yeah, whole idea lady. of, like, dressing up chimpanzees, is, it, it just feels exploitative and gross to me. And so I did appreciate that whole side of, like, I was telling Josh I edited a vi- music video for Cattle Decapitation. They had a song called We Are Horrible People. And I just edited every single scene I could think of in movies where animals destroy people and disembowel people and tear people's throats out and stuff and then it, it got removed from youtube for being too violent after a year and a half or so but it's still on vimeo if you want to look it up it's a good it's a good time it's very gory it's fun though what's that italian movie about the pcp that got out of the water supply at the zoo and the animals get loose the italian horror movie ah wild something mutual of omaha's wild kingdom <laughs> yeah, no, no there's this there's this uh italian movie with uh, uh, it's all about PCP gets into the water supply of the zoo, and then all the animals break loose and start just killing people in the streets. Great hmm. roar! No, <laughs> that's a family movie. <laughs> um, uh, like talking about, like, and also like talking about some of the uh, the social commentary. Like something that I uh, that I noticed uh, while I was while I was watching was just like. All of the uh, like main cast are um, uh, people of color, mm-hmm. um, which is like like all the people who the audience is like getting to know. And then like uh, something that I saw somebody point out was like, oh yeah, and uh, Jean Jacket is white and like over them, like an overseer and stuff like that. I was like, all right, kind of a like kind of an interesting take, like an interesting angle to look at it from for me. Uh, and I wonder like if I like when I sit with it a little bit more if I will like see more examples of it but like it's like yeah you can't look at you can't look at uh the master they want they want to watch you and like strike fear into you like hiding in the clouds like the all that other stuff um so that's like one of the social commentary things i see about like the hierarchical structure of things and how you have to give deference to that structure or it will destroy you the movie is called the wild beast from 1984 is it good yes great I just forgot the name. Because it's kind of a generic title. But, I, I mean, I think I'm higher on the movie than you are, Sean and Russell. Uh, I, it's weird that we divided up the room this way. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're the negative couch and you're the positive chairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's weird enough that Sean and I are on the same side. Of I know. Room. This feels very weird. I mean, <laughs> him is my ally right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I... Do we want to talk about things that we like liked in the movie that aren't like ephemeral? Because like I, I, I have like one example that yeah, I think that like, you yeah. guys might you guys will probably agree with me on. It's like it's a scene that I hear I see everybody talking about. Yeah. Uh, and it's the fucking like abduction scene. Good stuff. That, like, Good stuff. It's so distressing. Uh, it was uh like when um Jupiter's about to have the show, like it shows up. And we've already had like little inklings that this thing is not a UFO, it's not a ship. It's a creature, right. um, and I was like, I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect here, right? Uh, <laughs> people start getting pulled up, and I, I feel like a little excited. I'm like, oh, we'll get to see what's inside, and then we see what's inside. And I'm like, no, I, I fucking <laughs> don't want to know. The lady's like screaming, getting pulled up. Sees like the corpse of a horse. Yeah, uh, and continues screaming. Um, it reminded me of intestines. It reminded me oh, yeah. a, a bit of Borderlands Final Prayer, and it also reminded me of. Fire in the Sky, which is, I don't think any abduction movie has ever done it better than Fire in the Sky. 
Have you seen it? Yeah, I have not. I've seen it. Oh, that movie yeah. disturbed so many children of my generation whose dads. So many kids I've been told, like, my dad watched Fire in the Sky with me when I was 10 years old and I didn't sleep for two years. It was in the back of, like, every comic book in the 90s. I do remember that. Oh, I made a music video for Fire in the Sky also. <laughs> it's, uh, if, you, if you look up Coil, I don't want to be the one. Uh, you'll you'll find it somewhere on YouTube or on Vimeo. I don't remember where, but yeah, I edited that one too. You can watch the whole abduction scene with an experimental band with a guy screaming, I don't want to be the one, over and over again. Uh, Steven Thrower's band, he was in that. The, the, the film historian? Really? Steven Thrower, yeah. Thrower? I don't, I, 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 I don't, I've only read it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just very impressed with you right now. Yeah. Yeah, I have his both yeah. of his uh, James Fr- uh, Jess Franco books. Oh, he's oh. that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. How often does Josh tell you he's impressed with you on your other podcast? Uh, not at all. Yeah, Josh. Oh. I would like to. I make up games for people to play, and they're I, really good games. I made up a game this time. I got. I okay. took a game, <laughs> but Eli, I do want to take a second and tell you that Elizabeth said you were very sweet, and she loves having you on set when we're filming stuff. Yeah. T- tell that to that uh, uh, one producer on that uh, one movie I worked on like eight years ago. <laughs> Don't hold a grudge about it, Eli. Oh, I'm a forever grudge. She yelled. I had a producer yell at me once uh, and told me to get off set because someone was talking and, and she thought it was me and it wasn't. And like everyone got really upset. And then se- minutes later, her phone went off. Yes. During the tape. <laughs> oh, I hate that woman. <laughs> She was, uh, she was me. She's from Hollywood, and she came here thinking like Hollywood, she, California. She used to be a. Uh, she was a uh, production assistant on a bunch of movies in the nineties. Yes. So she took it really serious, mm. and and she's like, and we're in this backwoods hick town, and then I'm going to show them how it's done. So you guys have a Western podcast. I felt a lot of Western influences, especially right off the bat with Keith David and. I was so excited to see Keith David, and then I was like, God damn it, you killed him in like two minutes, you he assholes. I love yes. Keith David, but that shot, it was like with Shane or something, where the guy rides off slouched on his horse. Mm-hmm. Did, did you pick up on any other Western stuff in this Well, movie? I noticed the posters they had in the house. He had the, the... Buck and the Preacher. Yeah, and then the other one was um, Hour of the Gun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't okay so I haven't seen or heard anybody else talk about this so I might just be um like a weird freak of nature but like from the majority of the movie when we were just catching glimpses of uh the viewer or uh jean jacket whatever you want to call it um I like I just couldn't stop thinking that it looks exactly like a cowboy hat, which is hilarious to me. Because like yes. when um, Keith David dies early in the movie, the camera like holds on his hat, like flopping around. And then like later on, when Jean Jacket gets kind of annihilated by the barbed wire, like the first bit, um, it shreds and like flips over. And I'm just like, yes, I think it's acknowledging me thinking it looks like a <laughs> looks like a fucking cowboy hat. Like everybody else is like, it looks like a sand dollar, or just like it's weird that this alien looks suspiciously like a ufo how boring and sand like, dollar is what i was thinking but i couldn't place it in my mind like oh, a, it definitely right. seems like a jellyfish right. kind of organism like a at the end jellyfish. Yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah i was like oh no it's gone full squid mode as, as uh, giant yeah giant squid was my thought at the end oh yeah. what about the akira motorcycle slide Oh, yeah, the Akira slide, so sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so blatant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Wait, wasn't he going to do a One Piece movie at one point? He was doing a Kira movie, but he dropped it to he did like like turned it down to do this. Uh, oh, okay. That's probably better. He said he wanted to work on uh, new material uh, instead. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to remake things. Yeah, doing original stuff is kind of weird. Yeah, it's, that's what we should keep doing. Yeah, I'm... or public domain stuff. No in betweens. Uh, Sean, did you appreciate as you so often point out? Uh, they didn't really stop the action to have like a brother sister. We're gonna fix things between us. They avoided the melodrama, but I. The sister was grinding on my nerves to start the movie. I I, I came around to like her more, but mm-hmm. it's just her attitude. Showing up late, I fucking hate lateness. So like showing up late drives me crazy. <laughs> Playing the music in the house way too loud. There was yeah. so much stuff where I was just like, if I lived, if this was my sister, I would be like. I would lose my mind trying to deal with her like, all the time. I think that's the movie's intent, too. Like, yeah. I think the movie wants you to uh, wants you to not sympathize with her at first and like have her grow so on what's, you. What's, that, what's the actress's name? Uh, Kiki Palmer. And so I thought, you know, the juxtaposition between her, her and her brother were interesting. Daniel, he, he was a little too stoic for me in this one, I think. I wasn't, I wasn't attaching myself to him because he was just... Just cold and like straightforward. He never. It seemed like his adrenaline did not spike once yeah. in this movie. I kind of had that issue with the whole half of the mo- first half of the movie that the threat was so diffuse for so long. It didn't really feel like the people were that much in danger for a long time. So for me, the thing the thing I found really fascinating. Well, one of the things is I think of Daniel Kaluuya as like one of the best like eye actors in, mm. in of our generation. Def- get out, especially. Yeah, yeah. The way he fucking looks at shit tells you so, so much immediately. Um, and, and uh, like, for instance, like, in this movie, he when he opens the, the car door, looks up at him <laughs> briefly, and then gently closes the door. So, no. no. Like, it's amazing. And I, but I think that, like, some of his, like, stoicism uh, is based on the fact that he is a trained animal wrangler and he has to remain calm in like these kinds of situations and you could like see him internally freaking out and it's also that he's like extremely like socially uncomfortable um and like for me it was like always obvious that like all right uh uh m uh kiki palmer's character is like the one who's supposed to be doing the talking she got Keith David's, uh, like, uh, social butterfly shit. Yeah. And, uh, OJ inherited, like, his talent with the animals. And, um, like, you could see OJ, like, really struggling to, like, do any of that communication. But, like, I think that's Daniel Kaluuya making the choice. And I think, for me, personally, it works a lot because, like, Oh yeah, he's that's why he's the only one who's safe regularly. And also, interestingly, how uh, the the horse Lucky is the only horse that's safe because it's also like the horse that's like the most well trained. So mm-hmm. the two most well trained people, uh, the most knowledgeable, well, two most trained living creatures, are the only ones that are like surviving regularly, which was like really interesting. I was like, every time Lucky showed back up, I'm like, what a good ass horse, <laughs> good horse. I love this horse. <laughs> Nothing but respect for my horse. <laughs> Josh, what did you think of just the, like the homage to the first film? I did not know it was a black man on that horse. I knew it was a horse that was like the first oh, yeah. filmed thing, and it was to settle a bet whether 
all four, if a, whether a horse lifts all four feet mm -hmm. off the ground at the same time. Mm -hmm. But what did you think about that? And then Michael Wincott's camera setup that he uses <laughs> later. Like I, I, it, I also I liked um, the machine gun loader aspect where <laughs> yes. Angel has to come over and replace the drum, and Michael Wincott is like the guy pulling the trigger on the gun yeah. itself. Uh, just what did you think of all that? Well, that aspect has reminded me a lot of uh, Shadow of the Vampire, where they actually deal with the different cranking speeds of a hand-cranked camera, and you, they actually did a really good job of Michael Wincott like, maintaining the same pace on that, which is what you would have to do. Although I don't know about a hand-cranked IMAX camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that was, is that what that was? Yes. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if that was a very old camera or if it was, what, was it, it a, it was a hybrid of like modern and old shit. What? Yes. Which <laughs> I told you this motherfucker would come up with here with some, <laughs> with <Yeah>. some film <laughs> shit. Like, that, uh, uh, like hand slap. Like yeah. that was uh, so emphatic. Like did that get a reaction you guys are showing? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, everybody in my theater was fucking cheering. She definitely hurt her arm in that. There's no way she hurt her arm. <laughs> like, the way, like, both of them were deadlocked, like, staring at each other's eyes, just slapping each other's hands so firmly. <laughs> it was so satisfying. I was like, oh my god. Uh, finally, actors who feel exactly like I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it is interesting. Like, it was reaching back into the past of filmmaking with, like you said, like the Shane reference. Uh, the first thing we see is a black man on a horse in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that their family lineage is tied up with this and that Kiki Palmer's character is, we see that she's mirroring her dad's when she needs comfort. She puts on her dad doing the same spiel that she did at the beginning of the movie, which is why she gets the number of greats wrong in great, great grandfather. Like she's, she's, yeah, she's copying him so exactly. And has heard him do it so many times that that's what's in her head. And she doesn't add the extra great for her own generation. Um, but I think all those things point to like a respect for film history mm -hmm. uh, that the movie has. And like Ed was saying, the, the film creators themselves. What do you guys make of the fact that the first image we see is projected inside the maw of the alien that we come to see later? Oh, yeah. Is that just more connection to this? It's the camera viewer thing. That was wild. Like, uh, and I expected that to come back later to see like the image within the, the, the jaws, yeah. but you yeah. don't like Jaws, the movie, like the movie Jaws or Sky Jaws, Sky Jaws. It is Sky Jaws. <laughs> Sky Jaws. <laughs> I did think it was going to be connected some way to why it's eating horses. Yeah. Because it had seen. So, so had Keith David made a deal with this thing? Is that what they were implying? I, I was, it was a little. No. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, please I, I, go, please, please. Um, so basically, uh, like, there, it's six months is highlighted in the movie multiple times, right? Uh, so early in the movie, uh, OJ says, like, I've been staring at that same cloud for the last six months. And then later on at the, uh, at the show at Jupiter's, uh, Jupiter's claim, claim. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, he says, for the past six months, every Friday at six, I've been feeding a horse. Like I've been feeding a horse to this thing. Right. So he had trained it to like food, right? Um, and so it was just coming like like clockwork and taking a horse from them. And then once like um, 
like it started to get like spooked and become more territorial and move around in this spot uh like that's when it started to become a problem right like it was just like a freak accident a bad a bad miracle or whatever where he where uh uh, it ejected all the change in people's pockets over Keith David's character. But, like, the training and the thing that, like, made it start to happen with more frequency in that area was, uh, like, because people were probably not wandering into its territory. Mm-hmm. But, like, the training that uh, uh, Steve Young's character did uh, made it so that way, oh, I'm moving in here and now I'm territorial. It's, like, recreated the Gordy situation. Like, where, like, we're putting this thing on the set and it is now endangering everybody around here uh, in a way that, like, they weren't in danger before necessarily, unless they accidentally wandered into its territory. So, yeah, like, that, that's the thing that I found, like, really interesting. Like, wow, the movie doesn't lay that out, like, like specifically, but it, like, uh, gives you all the things to find it. Uh, so I found that really satisfying when I noticed it. What about the fact that Stephen Ewan is... Uh buying those horses to, to yeah. feed to the alien oh my god yeah I, I i'm like what a fucking asshole yeah so his mind is so broken he's so horny yeah. for chris Catan too like, <laughs> an amazing speech uh but also i like <laughs> the Catan speech was the funniest thing in the movie mm-hmm. for me uh, oh. that, and it's reference to peepers i did i did Mango. appreciate the irony that this man had seen what happens when you confine a living animal and try to get it to provide entertainment for you Mm -hmm. but none of that lesson sunk in and so he's just repeating all the shit 30 years later that happened on that set he learned the wrong lesson is the thing he thought that he like because of his relationship and what he did like uh and his like um like he was so desperate for attention and stuff like that, like that he had on the show, and he got like some kind of high from that experience and surviving that experience. You could see that, like when he's going for the fist bump, he like believes that, like, uh, no, it wouldn't harm me because I do that. And he says as much later. He's just like, don't worry, it's not going to hurt me. This thing loves me. Right. Oh, also, was the first fist bump explosion? Did they actually explode it, or was it? The chimpanzee's head exploding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, what we saw, that was our version that we right. saw. But, uh, yeah, I love, I love the, like, the implication that, like, no, yeah, we invented that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. that. That whole bit reminded me of Cable Guy. Like, he had that whole backstory with, like, the, the, the uh, uh, Ben Stiller twins or a sitcom who, like, killed each other. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, driving the whole, like, in-between stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I guess I've tried to wipe as much of Cable Guy from my memory as possible. You should not. Yeah, I remember it's, should I not? It's one of those. It's 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 worth. It, I think it might be worth a rewatch. It's it's, it's yep. okay. it was at the time of like too much Jim Carrey, and I think that was the issue of it. Yeah, it was also a real abrupt gear shift uh, for Jim Carrey movies, and you're like. Wait a second. Why is this deeply upsetting for me? To watch? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not enjoying myself. I came for some yucks. And then Stiller's actually a really pretty good director. Yeah, a lot of is. actors make good directors. Did Stiller direct yes. Cable Guy? Yes. yes. Oh, I had no idea. It's uh, It wasn't his first, but I think his first movie was Rowdy Bites, I do believe. Yeah, Rowdy Bites. And then uh, he's been doing Severance, right? Yeah, Severance is great. Yeah. Severance is very good. Um, what, like, where, where, like, uh, yeah, the, the the training thing though, like it's just like I find like all of the stuff that's tied up in there and nope 
to be so like so interesting and like the way people are not learning their lessons like the only ones who learn their lessons and like who uh are behaving in a safe manner are um oj and m and keith david's character like they are like all uh because of their family history and like all the training and like how good they have to be at their jobs to make this thing happen and like nobody else is listening to them nobody else is like respecting what they're saying and i just find that to be like such an interesting thing like also think that's part of the social commentary of this movie Mm -hmm. right like it's gonna be opaque to like a room full of white guys (laughs) 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 which is why it is so on the nose and early because it has to be otherwise we wouldn't see it yeah, when because like when you're actors. when you're like trying to make a movie for um, uh, a mass market, mm-hmm. you have to like make it clear to white people, <laughs> like and uh, like we're just like uh, I think this is it, and I'm certain that like somebody else would be like, yeah, no, this is a thing that was going on. This is right. part of like the racial politics that were happening here. This is part of like some of this like power dynamic. I liked, mm-hmm. I did like Angel's character that he was the one that bought in immediately and that that character could have been way over the top Mm -hmm. and way too much comedic relief i thought they found a really good channel for like just enough levity with that character without going over the top and making me roll my eyes Mm -hmm. at it yeah and i can tell you've you've seen it you've seen it way before us because you had more time to think about it the most i come up with was sky jaws that was that was <laughs> a car ride. That was a car ride here. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, note, though. What I could yeah. come up with was how terribly marketed this movie was, because, <laughs> it, well, I'm with Sean on this for trailers for once. The original trailer is like this is going to be a super creepy, spooky movie. The lights are going to go out in the house, and I'm mm. glad I saw the second trailer because it was much more like, oh, this is going to basically be an action movie. Yeah, I do appreciate a daytime horror movie in the vein of like tremors or something like that where mm-hmm. not a lot of this movie happens at night and i think I, it's a summer horror movie i hated the night scenes what oh i love oh. the night scenes. Uh, wa- watch out on the tv when, when it comes out it'll be unwatchable yeah that's exactly what i was thinking really why do you say that just because the the dynamics within the frame were so low that it's going to be hard to differentiate when you see like the shape behind him and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's, we already it's know what Unless you yeah, have a five thousand dollar four K TV, it's going to be way too dark. Unless you're Andrew Ford. I, I like the thing that I I'm feeling though. Like I thought the night scenes looked beautiful and mm-hmm. like I mean. That the, that's a problem to solve later, right? Like yeah. in the theater. I can't feel like it's about a theoretical movie. Yeah. Well, they say the best way to see it is an IMAX. So it was shot. It was shot almost that. entirely in IMAX. And I've shot heard it the biggest on film too. That's like yeah. the first no, I didn't know he shot on film. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he shot it on film in IMAX. It's the first time he's done that. And like uh, some of it, like he, he said, like I was writing this movie uh, when people were wor- like in the height of the pandemic when people were worried about the. Uh, the future of theaters and like the future of cinema, mm-hmm. and so I was like, yeah, I think I was like, yeah, we need a good spectacle thing. Nice. Um, and I like for me the visuals that all that like worked so well for me. The night scenes were like beautiful, and mm-hmm. like for me, um, I-, I love that. Like your your reaction to it though, just like no, that's gonna look bad later. Though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really appreciated though, I mean, having shot just last night um is 
skin tones are so hard to capture and film is not made for black people's skin tones. Like you can watch YouTube videos about the whitewashing of uh, early film, the way that they marketed it, the way that they developed it. It was not flattering towards black people, which is really, really unfortunate. But to know that he shot this on film and that they captured it, like the skin is beautiful in these i do think daniel especially in those night shots the way that it falls off to the side is very nicely done Mm -hmm. did the music in this stand out to you the original score didn't didn't really stand out the only moment that really did was that slow down 80s song i'm not sure which one it was then yeah when, when, when the van and it didn't even make sense why the music is playing slow yeah but i it, it sounded it cool. It, it it made a creepy atmosphere. I didn't notice the music as much, but I, and that's that's really the idea. For, for majority of time in a movie, the score shouldn't be that noticed. I feel oh, like I did I, notice it. We've you been guys... talking about Ravenous. Yeah, I, I fucking <laughs> love Ravenous. Is like my favorite yeah, yeah. score ever, <laughs> right. and it's the weirdest thing in the world. And that's yeah. why one reason why I'd love that movie is I want. You're talking about Jaws, like Jaws score stands yeah. out. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of these scores. I, there's no motif. There's no little like four note theme or something for my brain to latch onto. Like Braveheart, weird movie. I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah, it has this little motif, which like James Horner does in all of his movies. But you're able to latch onto those notes, and then when he expands it later or adds some more orchestra to it or some more environment or whatever. I'm still, my brain's locked in, and it gives me a tone for the movie. Well, most score is supposed to be invisible, but it's just certain moments when it's supposed to be, like, when you're infants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that it's like, really well for me. Panel I thought the Jupiter's uh, claim uh, score was especially good. Yeah. It was very much that sort of slightly cheesy, very Western style. And, like, I like the contrast between that and the more orchestral big monster score. I was going to say, they, they mirrored it almost mm-hmm. with um, when uh, OJ is racing down the road on the horse. Yes. Yes. Like, that gets very big. And yes, that was a big western moment. Yes, yeah. exactly. There was a bumper at the end. Uh, there's uh, The bumper at the end, all it was was an image of the, <laughs> at the Universal Studio Parks has a, yeah. a Jupiter's Claim stuff. It's part of there. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, stay. If you stay for the credits, do it to like uh, respect the people who made the movie, not yes. for some after credit scene. Yeah, because like it's just a bumper. That's like it's a little cheeky bumper. And to appreciate a, a colorful credit screen. Oh, yeah, the credits so were cool. I was like, yeah, oh, I love the color scheme switching up. Yeah, which which is surprising because uh, I never talked about my experience with Jordan Peele. I mean, I was a big fan of Keen Peele. I watched uh, the first movie. I think they wrote was Keanu, which yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few funny moments, but it was just, but it was just this kind of, but there was a lot of sketches that Jordan Peele did that really were really cinematic, really mm-hmm. worked, and really funny. Um, and that's why like a lot of sketch comedy kind of does work well making movies out of. Um, uh, as Get Out, I watched once and I liked it. Same for Us, I, but I never really had the urge to rewatch them. Mm-hmm. That's. I was wondering, um, because when they first go to Jupiter's claim and they're talking to Steven Yeun behind the desk, there's very prominently some scissors in, uh-huh. in the shot. And I was like, is this just a shout out to us or is there like a thematic? Um, office supplies are normally in offices. 
Those, uh, those are like shears, though. Yeah. They were the specific scissors from us. I yeah. think it was like a little yeah, cheeky thing. Yeah. I'm but, so glad they paid off the big inflatable guy. Because yes. they showed it so prominently when they first went there. And I'm like, oh my god, if this guy comes to life, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> no, he didn't. So, but it did end up paying I, off, which I, I still can't believe that my brain does not pick up on the little elements in a movie. Why would they show us a well with a photo with a camera? But my brain does not log that, and so then at the end, I'm like, oh, the well! Yeah, and it just, right. and it, this happens again and again and again in movies. That's the I don't, I don't, yeah. which I'm grateful that I don't think about things, so then like, I, I always get surprised at the end of movies. <laughs> it's it was... fun, but like, I just like, why am I not picking up on this shit? I've seen thousands of these by now. I should <laughs> notice these things. I was confused on what the well did in the first scene. It was sort of like, what happened? Well, when they when they go to the office though, and you see the exact same shot was the promo shot for oh, Jupiter's first first TV series that he mm. did was uh, three yeah three kids yeah. working mm-hmm. in a well. Which his wife yeah, is uh, uh she's in for all mankind, which I really love. Oh, and I literally just got text messages this exact moment from Andrew saying. It got renewed for a fourth season. Oh, yeah. Can I ask a question about that show? Oh, this yes. 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 I'm the one who probably watched it in this but Does it ever stop being about the Air Force rah rah bullshit guys? Because I'm like, I don't want to root for these. Oh, yeah. Countries. Yeah. Yeah. On the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the third season now, they're on. They're, they they have like a. They, they start dealing with. Uh, um, that was like really just the first season. Okay. Uh, that's like that. That's and that's just because that's what with. space was. That's space history. Yeah. That's. I read a little bit about it, about Ted Kennedy um, and all that stuff. And, and then uh, I, I think in the third season, they're talking about, uh, they're going to Mars and they kind of have uh, corporate tech people trying to get there as well. Mm. So you're kind of dealing with that ego. But there's some really, the begin- the opener for season three of For All Mankind, it's like this, they build a, a hotel in space and it's just like this Irwin Allen disaster film and this like, oh. Space Hotel. It's really awesome. Maybe it's I'll good, give it another show. It's a really good show that I that I recommend any literally as any person watch. I want to support alternate history. Yeah, we need more of it. Because the real history, not doing it. <laughs> Stephen Yoon in this movie. I was sad they killed him off as early as they did because I really like him. I've been meaning was Minari the what he got a lot of acclaim mm-hmm. for. I haven't seen it yet. I've meant to. I'm. I still watch Walking Dead. I'm a big fan of it. He he seems like a really cool guy. I nice. love Steve. And um, I I was digging him in this movie, mm-hmm. and I I didn't want him to be gone that fast. I wanted him to be around in the third act, and he they they got rid of him. It felt like fifty percent. I I my math may be off there. I don't but... see how it would make sense, but I would have liked to see more. Yeah, of him, just well, I, like him. Yes, but yeah. that, I think that's my problem. Is mm-hmm. like, I just like the actor so much that I wanted more. Yeah. Same with Keith David. I wanted more yeah. Keith David, even See. though the setup of the story is that guy dies. Yeah, the, the Keith David, when you were talking earlier about like Keith David being disappointed that he dies, like, I saw him on screen, and immediately I thought to myself, yeah, I haven't seen him in any of this promo material. He dies fucking immediately. He's going to be the first one. They're going to make an example of Keith David here, uh, and we're all going to be bothered by it, and that's going to get us invested. And Punishing sure enough, him for right, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, and sure enough, the fucking nickel through the, through the eye. Uh, I was just like, oh my... And like, ugh, the fucking blood spur- There's like so much gruesome shit that happens in this movie that is... Uh, like um, uh, a lot of it's off camera though. But I mean, it's, it, but it, but you, then you see big flashes of it. You see Keith David's hedge 
Them squirting out a little bit. Yeah. You couldn't wrap your shirt that on was, That was upsetting. Imagine yeah. Yeah. Like trying to keep someone awake in, in your car, and they're just oh, saying, <laughs> they're just saying like weird nonsense that's slowly degrading uh-huh. into just noises and the yeah. blood. It, that was disturbing. And then I liked his corpse shot, I don't know what you want to yeah, call it, with the one right. eye half open, and it, it, it was, was it was yeah. pretty disturbing. And then the house bleeding. Yeah, that was the, 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 the house the blood, blood that it was yeah. using to dislodge the, the horse statue. So, it threw up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was it, it <laughs> ate all of them, so that way it could uh, throw that thing up, and that's also why the, their plan worked later. But. One of my favorite Keith David movies is Men at Work, the, the, with the Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, directed by Emilio Estevez. Oh, yeah. It is. It's about these two uh, garbage men who find like a dead body and end up in this crazy. But but aren't all men garbage men? We did see men. Please please listen to our future episode on men. <laughs> we will cover that. Uh, but yeah, I felt I, I liked Steve Yoon a lot too. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like he over like he. Uh, I don't think that there was a lot left for his character to do. Like his character yeah. did. What he want? Like was he the? Was he supposed to be the the mayor? The mayor of Jaws, Jaws Town? I think. I think he was the person in Jaws who kept feeding people to the shark. (laughs) (laughs) He he, like yeah, in a sense, like he kind of created the monster because of his like arrogance, which is like really a fascinating thing to me. Mm -hmm. He's the one who made it dangerous, and like so, I enjoyed the payoff of his character arc. And for me, the third act was so, like, it was like almost like a heist movie feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even yeah. fucking explain the plan really thoroughly. But, like, for me, every time, like, a new phase of the plan got unveiled, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's smart. Cool. Good. Oh, wow. My partner's, like, looking to me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, they're just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just along for the ride and, like, being deeply stressed about it. And meanwhile, I'm just like, Wow, this movie's cool. Look how smart these characters are. <laughs> well, that's how you can tell that the plan is going to go okay because they don't explain the plan for you to know yes. when it goes bad. Yeah, well, you see it go bad with the TMZ yeah. guy and stuff like that, yeah. but then they stick to the plan because they're well trained professionals and you have like professional safety people doing the thing. I'm like, oh my God, it's so fucking good. A lot of times, why sharks attack people on the, the beaches is industrial fishing. Industrial fishing basically made sharks ha- have to go closer and closer to the shore to find food, mm-hmm. which where we are. Capitalism. So, the enemy. Yeah. I don't know if there's something there. So, do we think, is there any way you could take a photo or video of a UFO and not have people say, bullshit, it's fake? No. Because in this no. modern day, I feel like there's no, this footage that they get doesn't matter because it, people will just say bullshit. Yeah, if it's if it's shitty, they'll say that that sucks and we can't really see what it is. Could be anything. If it's good, they'll say it's Photoshop or it's After Effects or what have you. Yeah. Also, Oprah's not on the air anymore. Yeah. Was the poor one out? Did uh, did OJ have a flip phone? (laughs) Yes. Okay. That was like there was a weird little disconnect there, but also I could see him. Yeah, that's very very blood. I thought maybe it was. uh, putting us back in time in, like, the early aughts or something, but then with the whole um, Fry's Electronic Geek Squad and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the vaping. He also says, remember a few years back when they released all that UFO footage? Yes. uh, Like, which they did in 2020. Right, right. right. Uh, So, uh, yeah. Um... I I lost it. A lot of of UFO footage is just not people not understanding how camera lenses work. That's the majority of what it is. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, I, I think that, yeah, the thing that's interesting to me about it, though, is just, like, they are so, like, they are so dedicated to capturing this thing on film that, like, it's uh, destroying them. And, like, yeah, people are going to refute it, and they actually acknowledge that a lot. But um, for them, it's like, they don't seem to, like, care about that. Um Hey, I, I'm like, they also don't really seem to care about being rich or anything, which I think is appealing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the whole thread of him wanting to buy the horses back is really sad, and it only gets sadder when you find out the fate of the horses. Uh, uh, and I'm like, if Lucky is the second best horse, who the fuck was the first best horse? Because Lucky's a good-ass horse. Wasn't it Ghost? I think it was Ghost. I think it was no, the but Ghost was the bad one. <laughs> Ghost was the one that they're like, you can't fucking train a predator. I think, really? that, was, right. I think that was Jean Jacket. Well, I think it was implied. Maybe it's supposed to be oh. the, the original Jean Jacket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe. Speaking of, what did you guys think of the intertitles? Did that do anything for you? I did. I, I've liked it in other movies, and in this, in this one, I feel like in other movies, when they break the action like that for a title card, it, it's it's like a good time for like a feeling of dread. But in this, I was like, this. This doesn't. I don't know. It didn't work for me. Like those title yeah. cards. I don't think it worked. Or it didn't work. It was just yeah. There. It could have been fun. Like okay. It. Yeah. yeah. I was like okay. It's it's. I feel like the only time those really work for me are in Frasier. Every, everything everywhere all at once. I liked them in that. Yeah, I'm in Ooh, favor really? of title cards everywhere. I want everything to have. Like I, I like to like have a chapter like close. You know, uh, anything that makes a thing feel more like reading a book. So I'm like I'm tracking my progress. I'm like, ah, okay. I can compartmentalize all the stuff I just saw and then move on to the next thing, right? Okay. Uh, but I, I think to like for me to take note of like the actual efficacy of it, I would have to see it again. Yeah. Josh and I covered the Suspiria remake on this show, and that's. What, what do they call it? It's like a horror story in six acts? Or yes. Something like that, and you get six Six acts cards. and an epilogue. That's right. that, that was fun, too. yeah. Now, the big question is, is there any other big Mad TV uh, alum directors? Oh, well... Andy Daly's gotta have directed something, right? Yeah. Some movies. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, well. You know what? It makes you think. Michael McDonald, probably. Actually, he's he, he is a big TV director. Yeah. He is a big, he's a pretty prolific, like, in the last, like, ten years or so, as a TV director. Yeah. People forget that they were, that he, George Peele was on both, uh, him and, you know, he was both on Mad TV. Like, Lorraine, I, I, I she's probably doing some of this. I had no idea what you were talking about at <laughs> first, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, he was on Mad TV, okay. And then I was trying to think, I was like, I don't know anything about the current careers about most of the people from Mad yes. TV. Yeah. I don't, like, and a lot of them are uh, uh, white male comedians who I'm like, I, they're probably canceled in some way. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't want to say anything in support or opposed to them on. <laughs> the guy who did Stop Lee was the other one who was like a member of Mad TV that wasn't a white guy. Yeah. They did a few. I was gonna say I was gonna say Stephanie Weir, but I was like, I don't even know what's going on with Stephanie Weir right now. Yeah, I think most of the ladies on there are still doing improv. Yeah, yeah Stephanie Weir's definitely it. still performing. Yeah, Stephanie Weir, uh, like she has a form that she made up with her ex-husband or something. It's crazy. Yeah, it's called Weird Ass. The, is the name of the form. There's this Mad TV sketch, only one I ever think it's the best sketch I've ever seen uh, by them. Uh, it was this guy who was just he just le- he just came. There, there just people hanging out in a room like this room right now. A guy, uh, uh, Lando Jones leaves the room, comes back, and he just act like he just used he just used the bathroom. But it's like, where'd you just come from? I just wanted to use the bathroom. Like that's not the bathroom. That's the kitchen. 
And then it's, it's this whole sketch talking about how, like, you peed in the kitchen. You peed in the kitchen. There's no bathroom there. That was the kitchen. Yeah. And it was the whole sketch. Like, it was it's such an absurd sketch for Mad TV where it's mostly, like, Kenny Rogers pretending to be jackass. That's interesting because I, I have a running joke with a friend of mine where I always try to pee in her dryer if she gave me bad directions to her bathroom before I go to her house. You know, at my house, you can actually, the bathroom is the laundry room. Oh. Yes, I peed in there. Yeah. yeah. So Eli, uh, I do pee. I do pee in your dryer. <laughs> your dryer really likes to sing. It goes on for a while. Yeah, it really does. Also, the dryer is on top. So kudos to you for getting it in the dryer. And you also have well, you, you, have those, you have you have those steps. You have, you have the little kid steps for the yeah. toilet. So, I stand uh, on one of your dogs' back. <laughs> Before we stop talking about Nope, though, I do want to acknowledge uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, like every scene's my favorite in the movie. I love. I like. I really cannot overstate how much I enjoyed it. I also did just get out of the hospital like two hours before going to see it. So like not having an IV hooked up to my arm was so sick. I just I had just eaten some pizza and I hadn't had like solid food in two days. Uh, so I was just like I was like I'm feeling fucking great, baby. I'm in here watching a movie and I'm having a good time. Um, it's I, I understand what's going on. Uh, anyway, the the when you start seeing like the fucking aliens showing up in the barn after like a little bit after the first that was the barn. best part of the movie. Oh, like like because like you see the one standing up and my partner Jules is just freaking the fuck out. Like oh, like wait, what is that? What is that? Ed, what is that? Oh my god! Like like just yeah. losing somebody behind us said, "Oh no!" And I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes, that's the right. And then like because like the first one's like rising up slowly and you're staring right at it and it's deeply upsetting to have the camera trained on it for so long and then. Out like from closer in the frame, another one comes out. Yeah. No, I hate this. And then like when he goes around the corner and he's just you're staring at that post and the thing is hiding behind the post. And you just very lightly see the head creep around and it pops it pops away. He like punches the other one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's kids are like, oh my god, the, the tension release on it was so good. I was, like, was so I was so stressed and so invested in it, and then the, the pop was so nice. Yeah. I, I was, was like popping the movie, a balloon. I was going to give it so much credit at that moment, because it was like, they're revealing aliens this early, it's super tense, and then when it was just kids, I feel like that's sort of where the movie lost me, because mm-hmm. it never gets back to that height again. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I liked that part, because I think so many directors are mediocre would go for a jump scare there, Yeah, and I think slow horror is always mm. scarier than big loud fast horror mm-hmm. and yeah. so like having that slow dread as you slowly get mm. the head reveal around the edge and then the the independence day moment of punching an alien in the face <laughs> to to cap it off but i am with russell over like ah, you deflated the tension too much there for me by making it these like little shithead kids yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think that was, like, deflated a lot, too, and, like, the movie kind of loses momentum a little bit after that. Um, but the, like, I think that, I think you guys will disagree with me on this, uh, of, like, that tension for me is somewhat recaptured or, like, mirrored later on when you're staring into the fucking alien maw of Jean Jacket and that fucking cube is just, like, popping out and folding back in. Like, uh, I was like, you're just... And the camera is trained on it for so long. You're like, I hate looking at it. There's like so many moments where I'm just like, I hate staring at this. And I can't, it's just like scrolling your Twitter feed, baby. You're just like, like I'm fucking 
losing it. I feel sick to my stomach and I cannot <laughs> look awake. Like you're watching the most hor- horrifying thing. Uh, and that like, it felt very similar in those moments while, uh, while you don't get the like slow moving kind of feel in the same way. But like, yeah, that that's one thing I was, I was feeling there. If you want to watch a good movie that has slow tension and big tension, I recommend, uh, there's this German film called Angst. That is oh, yeah. one of the most disturbing films. I've seen a lot of disturbing films. Probably <laughs> the most disturbing film I've seen. And it's one of those, it's, it's like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but like worse. Like, in like. Because it's German. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but, but it's so, it's, it's that violence and how it's shot. Like the whole, like, there's so many scenes where they have the camera, like, attached to the actor. And it's just this weird, discombobulating. That movie life. makes me feel sick in my stomach. Yeah, we we watched one of our twenty four hour horror marathons, and that was like the one I was like, "What is this?" Oh, that blew me away. Henry was a one timer for me. I don't. Michael Rooker was amazing, and I don't think I I'll be in the mood to watch it. I what? I didn't know Michael Rooker was in that. Is he the main guy? Yeah, He's the main guy. Yeah. There's a four K Blu ray of it, and I'm like, I don't want to see a crystal clear image of that. I want like. A shitty VHS or just like apparently yeah. a DVD. Yeah. Like that's the format that needs. Uh, speaking of like having a t- camera attached to somebody, did you guys notice how like when um, OJ was on set in the early scene there, like everybody who was talking to him, like they like the the reverse shot was just like on, like was like him, like his. It was his point of view. Yes. Uh, and I like I felt like that like really heightened like the anxiety in that scene, which was like really interesting. Like it was like a weird like it was like oh the horror movie is happening with like just mm-hmm. social interaction and like I didn't I don't know if, I'm having a hard time recalling if that happens at other points in the movie but like I was noticing that so much early on I was like oh wow they're really making you sympathize with OJ by literally making you like look at things from his point of view which is very interesting that's anytime that you have two shots that are mismatched in size like that it really like. The the more disparate the matching, the more it affects you. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right, do we want to do uh, ratings? Uh, yeah, does anyone have any final thoughts before yeah. we start to wrap this Can thing up? Can I have one final thought again, going back to this trailer? Yes, <laughs> please. The trailer has the lady's face who was attacked by the monkey with her face beat up. And it's only in there to throw you off when you're watching the trailer and thinking there's a scary monster people in Yes, 100%. And that made me very mad. Also, I wanted the tiny blonde actress at the beginning of the movie. I was mad the horse missed when it, when it kicked. <laughs> yeah. I was, was so relieved. <laughs> yeah. I was I, like, no! I, was, I wanted, like, a caved-in face oh, there. No. Don't kill Ursa's Dolly Parton. Yeah. Even if she seems kind of bad in this movie. <laughs> she, was, she was an older lady. The, the, the joke of her being like, your name is OJ. That, 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 <laughs> that, was funny. that definitely yeah. felt like, all right, that's like a little like homage to like, uh, get out. Yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of like mm-hmm. white people feeling so uncomfortable with like anything black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I was also more worried about the, like her getting hit because of, uh, the implications for OJ. Cause I already, yes. sure. yeah. I, okay. I, I think I've established well enough. I am firmly in the tank for Daniel Kaluuya. Like, yeah. And so I was just like, no, I don't want to see him have a real bad movie, yeah. a real bad time here. Yeah. I love that that ended up being a commercial that this, uh, great, uh, cinematographer was yes. <laughs> Incredible. Um, cool. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah, that was Oz Perkins. I thought that was Oz Perkins as the director. 
Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Director Oz, Oz oh, Perkins. Directed yeah. horror movie? That sounds Gretel so and familiar. Hansel. And, uh, He's Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. Son. Yeah, yeah the and... Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah. I oh, Black, Black Coat's Daughter. That's, that's the one I remember. Yeah. yeah. Black Coat's Daughter was good. Yeah. I kind of watched I, I very much enjoy that. Very cold film. Like the opposite of this. Well, that'll be my plug. The Black Coat's Daughter. I recommend it. Okay. Uh, yeah, reviews, ratings. Uh, uh, Alright, the, sh- the conversation helped. <laughs> it almost always does. I'll bump it. It was a two and a half. I'll bump it to a three. Yep. Um, Russell, how about you? Let's get the negative people out of the way Maybe first. Maybe I, I was hovering around three. Maybe it's a three and a half. It looks so good. They mm-hmm. use the setting really well. I like the actors. The performances are good. I think like the comedy that I really liked was the character stuff that works a lot better than the you know cutesy one lines about PMZ. I'll say three and a half. It was it was better than good. I'm gonna go four. I was at three and a half, and I'm bumping it up to four on Letterboxd. Literally just pulled out my phone to do it because of this conversation. And it's one of the maybe it's four and a heart, uh, because I think there's maybe more flaws in it, but I'm willing to overlook them because I really enjoyed spending time with these people. I gave it four stars. Is your uh, Sean? Is your what's your letterbox handle? Is it uh, Moonfall fan? No. Because <laughs> oh, someone rated the same time all of us did. Yeah. It was Moonfall fan, and and I it's a guy I follow. When I saw Moonfall in theaters. And every person who who gave a rating, he put a comment uh, <laughs> about how great it is, and it's and it was funny. And it, was, he, he gave it two and a half stars at exactly the same moment. If only I were that cool. I was just like, is, now, that, is he Moonfall, Moonfall fan? I'm Sean of Sean of the Bread. That's it's pretty universal <laughs> for me. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, can I just say your passion helped. Sell me on this one. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, you. I, you I'm helped just, me a lot. I'm juiced on this. You opened up a lot of it for me. Yeah. I appreciate yours. Yeah, I, I like. I really enjoyed this. I've seen a lot of disappointing movies recently, and for me, this mm-hmm. one like did not disappoint at all. Like, uh, like Scream Five. Like, uh, I was like what I a stinker! I was, I, I was like, they, all they had to do was not shit in my mouth, you know? Like, <laughs> or like uh, some shit on my shoes, not in my mouth. That's all I asked. Scream Five is my second favorite in the series behind the original. Well, I watched them all. I watched them all. So I've I've been disappointed a lot this year, yeah. uh, like in some like the some movies I was very hyped for, um, and, but like this one like hit really hard for me. I, I I think that there's room for me to go up to a five on a rewatch once I like have more like developed thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right now, like I rated it last time on Letterboxd as a four point five, uh, four and a half with a heart, uh, like. I can see that there's like some flaws there, and I think there's a I think there's a lot that I'm not like grasping, and I want to like kind of uh, get my hands on the discourse. But I fucking love this movie. It's so pretty. The sound design is great. I think all the performances are great. I want to rewatch, especially to catch more of uh, Kiki Palmer's performance because mm-hmm. I felt like uh, like I didn't take enough of it in. But I was like, I think she's doing a lot of good work there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, like, find more of, like, the subtext of the movie. Because, like, the text of the movie for me was, like, just exhilarating, blow my hair back to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, four and a half out of five, but I'm thinking I'll probably... I can't see it going down, and I could definitely see it going up on a rewatch. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, 
we usually finish off with just letting people plug anything they want, whether it's a book, a movie, a TV show, their, own, their own podcast, yeah. their own project, anything. In addition to Black Coast Daughter, I just read The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay, which Shyamalan is directing the adaptation of. It's his next movie. Um, read the book. Uh, I fucking loved it. Jen, our previous guest, recommended it to me. And it's a quick one. It's like 250 pages in and out. And um, it's really well written, really good. I'm curious what Shyamalan... It's definitely... A, there's Shyamalan elements to the story, but I'm curious if he's going to keep it true to the story or if he's going to really Shyamalan things up and kind of fuck with it too much. But I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, Josh, what do you got? Um, since Eli is here, I'd like to once again uh, plug uh, Stagecoach Justice. Our... Yes, thank you, Russell. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, to tie in with this movie, watching some older westerns and getting your film history in. I think that's uh, it's definitely expanded my palette and my viewpoint on these. What would you recommend in those old like 50s ones yes um i well i just watched no name on the bullet and i really liked that it's an audie murphy western uh and it's really it's it's light and then it gets really heavy and and kind of dark it has like a film noir quality yes it does which i love how about you uh i also recommend uh yeah say yeah check out the pod uh, i have a podcast with josh called states coach justice uh we're getting ready to start season two which is on audie murphy so that should be coming out. I don't know when this comes out, but uh, uh, hopefully we will record soon. I'm looking at him, uh, and uh, I actually made a movie with Josh called Reenactment. Oh yeah, that's on. It's a horror movie. Uh, made it here in Nashville. It's on. You can purchase it on every streaming source where you can buy movies on. So and it's on DVD. You can buy it on DVD on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Check it out. It's I'm proud of it because um, it's a movie I, that I that I made. And I legally have to be proud of it. <laughs> I mean, dude, you finished a feature film. That's yeah. a hell of an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, don't really have anything to plug, but I, I do want to uh, share my uh, my very short letterboxed review of this movie, which was, uh, don't look up, parentheses, 2022. <laughs> uh, I can't believe nobody made that joke uh, throughout the hours of recording this podcast, uh, but I'm glad it got to be me at the end. Um, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. I have no plugs, but I want to recommend a movie that I watched recently. I do a 52 weeks, a 52 years challenge every year. So I just pick off stuff off my wish list. And recently I watched a movie from 1964 called Seance on a Wet Afternoon. It is a uh, thriller, sort of gaslighty about kidnapping and the British people in seances. And it's very strange and really well acted. A very good movie. And uh, if we're recommending old uh, westerns, I would like to recommend Johnny Guitar, a lesbian classic. Yes, yeah, Johnny Guitar is great. Uh, and uh, we, our first season, we did on Jimmy Stewart and like Naked Spur is very much like a nice, brutal kind of hard western with starring Jimmy Stewart. You want to see him just try to stab people? It's great. <laughs> it's great. I also recommend the Sun O song "My Wall" because it has "For this be the wall of Johnny Guitar" as one of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never known what it means. And now I have a little bit of knowledge. You have an inkling. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll wrap us up for this week. Uh, yeah, weird, weird solo movie for us, but we'll be back with a double feature next time. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for being here. This was 
really fucking fun being yeah, in person. It was, it this was great. The energy is like I'm bouncing off the wall right now. So, um, listeners, please be kind to yourselves. Be kind to your neighbors. Take care, everyone. We will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Can I do a Stop. drop for Sunday when you guys do sports movies? <clears throat> yeah. Nashville CA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> <laughs>